0: matters. That's what it's about. We we bring forth a financial report for the year and uh, we want everybody that's a member to to be up-to-date on where the money's going and how it's being spent. And so uh, we also are electing uh, two new board members. Uh, we have two that have served their term will be coming off and a, a secretary of the board uh, will be balloting upon as well. And so nomination ballots must be turned back in by the 23rd. Uh, if, if you have not turned your ballot back in Uh, the the envelope is at the desk and you can turn them in tonight if you have them with you, that's fine Prime Timers is coming up uh, on the 29th and uh, we invite all of uh, everybody Uh, we're going to be going to Smoke and Joe's, leaving the church at 10.30 uh, or you can meet us there at 11 o'clock if if that works out easier and better for you Um, we went and uh, dropped one of the church vans off Uh, I've shared with you guys Oh, I don't know. It's been several weeks ago, uh, I guess back before the end of the year, uh, that we had been hit again. We were hit back in the summertime uh, and they stole the catalytic converters off one of the church vans. Well, we were hit again recently around, I don't know, Thanksgiving time, something like that. And they stole the catalytic converters off both the church vans this go around. And uh, we took one of them and dropped them off today. And you know, we kind of thought that we were the only ones in the area that had been being vandalized in that way. And robbed. Um, they, the place we took it to said that one day uh, last year that they came in the middle of the night and out of 29 vehicles that they had parked in their, their yard that they were working on, they stole 29 catalytic converters uh, in one night out of that place. Wow. And uh, across the street at UPS, uh, while they were loading the trucks for the guys to go and make their deliveries, they came while they were loading trucks and stole catalytic converters off of eight of the UPS delivery fans. Uh, While they were there and so uh, but I I say all that to say this by the grace of God and the wisdom of great board members uh, We have made the decision to enclose our little bus barn uh, and the work on that project is completed Uh, We took the first van to get it repaired and we're gonna put that horse in a barn and put a chain on it And they're gonna have to come with a saw to get in there now And so it doesn't mean they're not going to folks. I'm just gonna tell you uh, a thief is a thief, and uh, you know if if you don't work, you don't eat. Is is what the Bible says. And get a job and stop stealing from God. Okay, yeah. but um, we're we're at least taking steps to prevent that from happening again. And so, uh, thank you with your with your prayers. Uh, praise reports. Of course, I made mention of uh, the ladies' ministry last night. Had a great time, and uh, just a lot of good stuff going on. We're we're in the process of still putting things back together. Uh, after the great flood of 2022, uh, I spoke with the insurance adjuster today and there's some uh, things that we're still trying to, to, to put together, exact numbers and things of that nature. Uh, but we're coming, we're coming to, to a closure uh, on all the repairs and the putting back together part of the flood. And so continue to pray with us and, and we give God thanks and praise for all that he's done. Uh, praying for, of course, uh, the, the surge right now that there's been over COVID. Uh, I pray that just as quickly as it's came and escalated, I pray that it, it's gone just as fast. And so uh, pray with us that way. Uh, we're still praying for all of our hospitals. Uh, I, I got a, a phone call today <clears throat> uh, from Sister Leslie Gillespie uh, saying that her son-in-law Dee uh, had been diagnosed with COVID and uh, that they were concerned about a possible blood clot uh, forming in one of his lungs. And so uh, remember, Dee, in your prayers tonight, please, uh, we're, we're still praying. Uh, praying for Garen, uh, but we continue to get updates and praise reports. Julie's doing good, isn't he? He's doing better. Praise God. We, we thank the Lord, uh, continue to, to hold him up to the Lord. Still calling out for Bud Welch, still calling out for uh, Betty, uh, believing God to be with them and just bring complete healing to their bodies. Uh, brother Bobby, uh, we're speaking complete healing over him. Uh, Just a a complete recovery. Uh, I I don't know if everybody knew Bobby and Amanda. Uh, They they had two big old dogs about this big. Those uh, Great Danes. Danes. Thank you. Uh, Marmaduke was what was coming to my mind for whatever reason. Uh, They had these two big old Marmaduke dogs and um, they both within about a day of one another uh, passed. And so uh, they've... I know that not everybody understands, or maybe somebody's watching on Facebook that, that may not get it and say, why are you even bringing that up, Pastor? Well, for some folks, your, your dog is your kid, and uh, you get very attached to them, you, you, you love them just like they're one of your own children, and so be, be praying for Bobby and Amanda. If it's important to us, it's important to the Lord, and so uh, be, be praying for them, please. Uh, a lot of different needs and names, Kathy Edwards, her family uh, needs a healing from the Lord, uh, a lot of sick sickness in her family, and uh, just a lot of different things that are happening. Um, let me give you guys a minute. I'm sure I've overlooked something. Brother Black, that was the one. Does anybody? I, I tried to make a phone call today, didn't get him. Uh, does anybody have an update? Ron and Carol, I thought maybe. No. Okay. Um, I will. I will get. Last night at the winter, said he was doing okay. Was doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I I will definitely get in contact with either he or Philip tomorrow. And uh, and have an update for us on how Brother Black's doing. And uh, I know sometimes it's harder on our our seniors more so than the younger people. And so uh, let's remember let's remember Brother Black in our prayers. Let me give you guys a minute tonight to add needs or names. What's going on with you that we can pray with you about? Alan. Uh, thank you. Well,
1: first of all, I say thanks for everybody praying for my uncle. Uh, I went to see him last Saturday. Um, they. When I got there, he was still in their isolation ward. Uh, and the guy said, let me go do the check. So they checked and ran another test. And he was completely clear of the COVID. Right. So they moved him out of isolation into a room. I got to be with him for probably about 45 minutes or so, maybe an hour. I don't remember how long it was. But he was doing good. He's uh, functioning at the best to leave. <laughs> sure. And the doctor's not ready yet. Uh, maybe tomorrow, they think there's a possibility he they'll release him to go home tomorrow. But uh, to me, it was just a miracle of God that with his heart, with his lung problems, yeah. that it was not did not get any oh, more man. serious than it was. So yes. thank you for your prayers. And Amen. just keep praying Amen. for him that he'll get yeah. <laughs> so he's, he don't drive crazy.
0: <laughs> 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 it's hard on us fellas to have to be in the hospital. And so uh, we'll, we'll be praying yeah, that he's patient with being boys. there and... Everything goes smoothly for you, okay? All right. Anything else? Anyone else? All right. Why don't we pray together tonight? Let's, let's stand, if you don't mind, uh, and let's carry these needs to the Lord. Father, we love you uh, tonight. God, we thank you. We praise you. Uh, just for the blessing, God, the, the capability of... Uh, of approaching the throne room of grace with boldness. Thank you, Lord, that, that we can come into your house. We can gather as believers. And, and God, we can cry out unto your name. And, and God, we believe that you'll hear and that you'll answer our cry. Lord, I pray tonight for, for a delivery of healing. Uh, for D, I ask you to touch him, Lord, right there in that hospital room or, or wherever he may be right now, God. And I, I just ask that you bring deliverance, bring healing to his body. Lord, let there be no blood clot in his lungs. Let there be no development of any infection. But God, let it all be removed. Let there be relief. Let there be a calming of nerves for for his wife. God, I pray, take away all the fear and anxiety. I I pray over Brother Black. I ask you to touch him, to heal him. Uh, God, to lift him up. And and God, just bring a complete work in his body and in his life. Lord, we pray this sickness and this disease leave just as quickly as it came. God, let it be gone and eradicated from our nation, from our world. Uh, And Lord, right now, I just pray for for courage to rise up within people. Lord, let us let us not, let not fear dictate our lives, but Lord, may we may we continue our lives as normally as possible and and Lord, that includes serving you with all that we are. Lord, I love you and I praise you. I give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus name. Amen. Now let's turn our petition into praise. What do you say? And right there where you're standing tonight, let's just begin to honor our God and and give him glory, Father. We love you so very much tonight. God, we thank You that, that You're good and that Your mercy endures forever. Lord, we could sing of Your praise forever and ever and ever. Lord, Your mercies are new to us every morning. You're good and You're merciful. You're mighty and You're holy. You're righteous and You're pure. Lord, Your, your mercy, Lord, it, it goes forever and ever and ever. Your grace is all-sufficient. Lord, your mercy and your power, they're they're, they're beyond our comprehension. They're beyond our knowledge, Lord. And we thank you tonight for all of it. Thank you that you're our healer, our helper, our deliverer. You're our protector and our provider, God. You're you're the strength and the shield, God. You're the strong tower into which we run. Lord, we bless your name tonight. We, We glorify you, we honor you, and we praise you. We give you all the thanks in the glorious name of Christ. Hallelujah and amen. Amen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise together tonight, if you wouldn't mind. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God bless you tonight as you're seated in the presence of the Lord. How many are thankful tonight for the power of prayer? I love the thought that we serve a God who hears and a God who answers prayer. Where would we be without prayer tonight, church? What, what would we be, be stuck in? What would be the circumstance? What would be the situation that we would be hindered down with and weighted down with if it weren't for the power of prayer that's, that's available to us tonight? I believe tonight in a God who hears and a God who answers prayer. How about you? I believe that it's the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus Christ that moves the hand of Almighty God. How many believe that tonight? When a child of the Most High God begins to cry out onto their Abba Father, I believe that my Heavenly Father will move heaven and earth to get to His child who's in need. Now, how many will admit that over your life tonight? to understand with your pastor tonight, we, we're not praying when we pray to some nameless God. We're not praying to some unknown supreme being. I understand we're not praying to some higher power. We pray to our heavenly Father. We pray to the maker of heaven and earth. We pray to the one with all the might, the power, and the authority. We pray to the Father in the name of the Son, and we see great and mighty things come to pass. Now, how many believe that tonight? Through prayer, I believe, needs are met. Through prayer, I believe our lost loved ones can come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. Through prayer, I believe broken bodies, broken minds, broken hearts, and broken spirits can be healed. He can heal us anywhere we hurt through the power of prayer. Through prayer, revival. Through prayer, our children are protected. Through prayer, our nation can be restored. Through prayer, miracles and signs and wonders will happen in these last days. Now, how many believe that tonight with all your heart? I believe that in these last days that God has called His people to be a people of prayer. How many want to be recognized as a people of prayer? How many think this should be recognized as a house of prayer? How many believe that tonight? I believe it's our duty, church. I believe it's our responsibility as children of the Most High God to intercede on behalf of the world that's around us. I mean, know oh, the world's in a mess right now? Amen. And it's up to the children of God to pray for the world around us, right? Amen. But here's the truth we need to hear tonight. The truth is this. We need to do more than just say that we're a people of prayer. And we need to do more than just spend time on our knees. What we need to do is pray and see those prayers answered. How many would agree with that tonight? I want prayers that avail much. I want prayers that make a difference. I want to, don't want to just waste my time or waste God's time when I pray. I want to pray prayers that are answered. How about you? How many would agree tonight that the reason we spend time in prayer is not just so that we can say we spent time in prayer? How many would agree that we don't just spend time in prayer just so that people would consider us spiritual? The reason we spend time in prayer is not any of the aforementioned reasons, but the reason we spend time in prayer is because of a wholehearted desire to see the things that we're praying about come to pass. Listen, if you don't want to see what you're praying about come to pass, then you're wasting your time and you're wasting God's time too, right? How many would understand tonight that it's the will of our Heavenly Father to hear and answer prayer? How many would agree tonight it's the will of our Father to hear and to answer prayer? Amen. And, and how many would agree tonight that He's ready, willing, and able to answer that prayer? Amen. Now, we have a desire, and God is ready and willing and able to answer. Now, how many believe that if we combine those two things together, that it will set our feet on a path towards the answer that we're crying out to God for? Amen. That's so what I want to talk about tonight. Find your Bibles. Let's go on down that path together tonight. That path towards an answered prayer. Going to the book of Psalms, chapter 91. I like the psalmist. He gets right to the heart of the matter. Psalms, chapter 91, verse 15. The Lord is speaking. I believe, to the psalmist in this particular verse. He said, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. Aren't you glad we can call upon him and he'll answer us? Aren't you glad he'll be with us in trouble, and he'll deliver us and honor us? How many believe that tonight? Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you again for your word. God, thank you for the opportunity to be here. God, thank you for for a nice, warm building to be able to worship you in. Thank you, God, for the blessings that we so many times forget about. Lord, we just take for granted that these things are going to be there. Lord, we thank you and we praise you that you're always there and that you never leave us or forsake us. And God, I thank you that you hear and that you answer prayer. Lord, have your way in this room tonight. And Lord, please leave nothing undone. God, be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give Him one more hand clap if you wouldn't mind, please. Thank the Lord. Praise God tonight for a God who hears and who answers our prayers. Aren't you grateful tonight that when you pray, you can know there's going to be something that's going to happen? Aren't you glad tonight that you can pray and a difference can be made in the people's lives that you've been praying for? Each year as a nation, we observe what is known as a national day of prayer I I believe church that that this great nation was founded on prayer uh, they can try to tell us whatever they want to tell us about uh, how modern we are and how everything has evolved and how everything has changed and, and we're a progressive nation and, and we're no longer just simply a, a nation of Christians. They they can try to deny all these facts and ignore all these facts, but the truth is the United States of America was founded on the fundamentals, found in thus says the Word of God. The United States of America was founded on, on prayer and the precepts and the principles found in prayer. Prayer, A National Day of Prayer is not a new concept that, that's just happened in our lifetime. It's something that's been around since the founding of this country. In fact, a National Day of Prayer was around before we were founded as a, as a country. The Continental Congress issued a proclamation recommending a day of public humiliation. Now get, get the old English understanding of a day of public humiliation. When they were talking about proclaiming a a day of public humiliation, what they were talking about was a day of fasting and prayer as a nation. Come on, from the highest order in the land, from the highest leadership that there was there, they said, we need to have a day as a nation where we fast and we pray. Listen, I don't see that precept or that foundation in any other concept or ideology other than Christianity. And so that's part of the reason why I say our nation was founded on thus says the Word of God, right? On that day in July 20th of 1775, that's exactly what they did. Notice the date, July 20th, 1775, not 1776. They discovered and and instituted that day of public humiliation of fasting and prayer, and it was observed. In 1798, John Adams did exactly the same thing. And on March the 30th, uh, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln made the proclamation of a national day of humiliation again covered with fasting and prayer. More recently, in the 1950s, Reverend Billy Graham, in the middle of a weeks-long revival in our nation's capital, suggested a National Day of Prayer. And on April 17, 1952, President Harry Truman signed a bill proclaiming the very first National Day of Prayer that would be observed annually on the first Thursday in May. And I wrote all that down and put all that together to stand before you tonight and say, if there was ever needed a time of national prayer, it's today. If there was ever a time in history where this great nation needed prayer, church, it's now. I want to encourage you tonight, son of God. I want to encourage you tonight, daughter of God. We don't have to wait for the first Thursday in May to begin to pray for the United States of America. But I believe we can pray for our nation every day. How many believe that tonight? When we join in prayer for our nation, or when we lift our voices to God for any other need that there may be in our lives, how many would agree that we have a strong desire to see those prayers come to pass? We have a strong desire to see those prayers answered, right? Right. Uh, We pray for salvation. When we pray for healing. When we pray for uh, deliverance. We have a desire to see those things come to pass. Uh, We have a desire to see the answer come to pass. Now now the reality is when we bend our knee, we're not just bending our knee to take up time, but when we pray, we have a desire to see those things happen. Have you ever thought about wasting your time when you're praying? Nobody wants to waste time praying, right? You want to get down to the nitty-gritty. You want to get down to business. Lord, I came here to talk to you. And Lord, I came here to see some things come to pass. I'm not here just to take up time in the service. Uh, I'm not here just to take up time in my day. Uh, I'm here to see something really genuinely change in the situation I'm praying about or else I wouldn't be praying about it. now here's what I believe. I believe the Word of God shows us the way or it gives us a road map towards that answered prayer. I believe it lays out a path that if we'll follow it, we can see results each and every time we pray if we'll simply walk that path towards that answered prayer. Some things I want to share with you tonight about this path. So what is this path to answered prayer? Well, this one's going to boggle your mind. This is probably a concept or a thought you've never thought about before. But the way to get a prayer answered is by praying. Verse 15. Verse 15 says, And he shall call upon me, and I'll answer him. If you're a note taker, if you ever write anything down, this is probably one of those things that's, that's really Holy Spirit inspired, but I never thought about it before until today, and the Holy Spirit pounded it in my brain. How many would agree tonight that a prayer on prayed will always be a prayer that's unanswered? Are you hearing me? A prayer on prayed will always be a prayer unanswered. If you don't pray it, you can't expect it to come to pass. Verse 15, the Lord says, you'll call upon me and I'll answer. Well, what happens if we don't call? If I don't call, He can't answer. How many believe the main hindrance to answered prayer is prayerlessness? We don't have because we don't ask. It might sound oversimplified, but the fact is what I'm trying to say is this. If the power in prayer is the praying part, listen, there's no power found in not praying. Many times people will will try to talk through the process and and mull over the situation in their mind or or we can talk about it with a friend or or we're going to hope that it gets better or or we're going to send well wishes towards that issue. Listen, can I tell you, thinking about it, talking about it, hoping it's going to get better or wishing it's going to change is not prayer. Only prayer is prayer. Only prayer is prayer. We get this idea in our mind that God already knows what we have need of even before we ask Him. And yes, God knows what you need before you ask Him, but it doesn't change the fact you still need to ask Him. In the book of Mark chapter 10, there's a story about a blind fellow by the name of Bartimaeus. Anybody ever read about old Bart? Blind Bartimaeus was a beggar. He was taken to where he sat every day on the side of the road. He had to be led there and sat down. And one day he heard that Jesus was coming his way. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that Jesus stopped, he stood still. And he turned around and he called for him to be brought to him. And he was brought over there to him. And Jesus looked him in the eye and he said, What is it that you'd have me to do? Do you reckon that Jesus didn't know the old boy was blind? Do you suppose for one moment that Jesus, the Son of God, the all-knowing Savior, who could look into the the Pharisees and the Sadducees' heart and see them for the brood of vipers they were, couldn't look at blind Bartimaeus and know immediately that he was a blind man? Of course he did. Of course he knew the man was blind. And so why would Jesus ask such a redundant question? What is it that you want me to do for you? Obviously he needed his sight restored, right? Maybe Bartimaeus was going to ask for a new Cadillac. Maybe Bartimaeus was going to ask for, for loaves and fishes. Maybe Bartimaeus was going to ask for, uh, for his hip to be healed. He had a hitch in his get-along. Boy, I'm missing my wife tonight, I'm telling you. all <laughs> When Jesus said, what is it that you'll have me to do for you? Listen, Jesus was getting him involved in the process. That was the praying part. He wanted him to verbalize what it was he needed. Can I tell you, I believe God still wants us to verbalize what it is that we need in our lives. There's no doubt in my mind it would have been obvious to Jesus. He wanted Bartimaeus to be involved. The quickest way to an answered prayer is to begin praying. James 4 and 2, I've already said this verse, but we don't have it because we don't ask God for it. (laughs) You have not because you ask not. Well, why aren't things changing in my life? Well, why aren't things getting better? Why aren't things turning around for our nation? Well, have you prayed about any of it, friend? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 8, Jesus said, Ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And to him who seeks, it finds. And to him who knocks, it'll be opened. Uh, listen, how do you know this is going on, pastor, that people are living in prayerlessness? Because week after week, service after service, meeting time after meeting time, I'll watch people walk in the back door of the church who without a doubt, without a question, have a need in their life. And when the opportunity is given for them to come to an altar and spend time in prayer, and instead of getting up from where they are and making a move towards the altar, they turn around and they walk right back out the back door just like they walked in the door. And we wonder why our lives aren't changing. And we wonder why our children are lost and undone. And we wonder why all these issues are going on in the world today. Maybe if we'd spend some time on our face before Almighty God. I've often wondered and I've asked my, one of my heroes, what's going to have to happen to America? What's going to have to happen to our nation to get us back on our knees again? You know, when them airplanes flew into them Twin Towers, collectively we as a nation hit our face and began to cry out unto God. Our president led us in prayer. Our president pulled us back to a place of of calling on God. What's going to have to happen in America? But better than that, what's going to have to happen in an individual's life to get them to cry out to God again? I don't want to find out personally. I want to avoid this circumstance. I want to avoid this situation. I want to cut it off at the past before it ever comes my way. So I want to spend time on my face before God. As your pastor, let me tell you, I believe that prayer is one of the single most important things we can do as a people and as a church. That's the reason why every time we meet, whether it be Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday, there's an opportunity given before service ever begins to come together and pray. I believe it's one of the single most important things we do. That's the reason why in every church service, there's an opportunity given for an altar call for salvation and then for an open invitation to come and spend time in prayer. We don't need a national day of prayer to be known as a people of prayer. If we're not praying every day of our lives, then we need to pray every day of our lives. We can't have our prayers answered if we're not praying them. So what's the path to answered prayer? Well, the, the first step on that path is prayer. Another step on that path is persistence. Luke chapter 18 Verses 2 through 7, the the Lord says this, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest least her continual coming, she wearies me. And then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And the Lord God will not, and will, shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Come on, I believe tonight that there's power in a persistent prayer. I believe in an old fashioned thing called praying until something happens. I believe we need to get in the altar and not give up. I believe we need to cry out to God and continue to cry out to God until we see something change. I know that there's a teaching in the world today that says if you pray about something more than one time, you're showing a lack of faith. That's not the teaching Jesus taught in Luke 18. Jesus said she kept going back, and she kept going back, and she kept going back, and she kept going back. back. Listen, it doesn't show a lack of faith, but it shows the one that we believe we're going to get justice from has the power and the authority over everything. God, I'm going to keep coming to you until something happens. I believe that, that persistence in prayer makes a difference. Can I tell you tonight, church, we need to pray and not give up. We need to pray until we see something happening. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, pray without ceasing. Amen. Oh, that don't mean I pray about the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Well, listen, if I had a child that had been diagnosed with cancer, you better understand I'm gonna pray for deliverance and healing for that baby until something happened. Amen. The truth is, we live in this microwave society, right? We put popcorn in the microwave and a few minutes later we're eating it. We've got instant coffee and instant oatmeal and minute rice. We're in a hurry, right? I want what I want and I want it right now. Uh, If my coffee's cold, I'll stick it in the microwave. I'm not going to percolate another pot. I'm just going to nuke it and it's all going to come together. And I'll have hot coffee right now. We stand at the door of the department store. Open, open, open. Because we're in a hurry. And when it comes to our prayers, we expect microwave prayers as well. God, I'm just going to drop it on you. You go take care of it. Enough said. See you. Peace out. Take care of it. i got other stuff to do. Listen, sometimes we can't rush our prayers with God. Psalms 88, chapter 1. says, O Lord, God of my salvation, I've cried out day and night. Before you. Hey, it wasn't just a momentary thing. I didn't pray for just a second. I I, I didn't just dip my knee and get right back up. Lord, I'm going to cry out a day and a night until I see something happen. In the New Testament, there's a, a lady by the name of Anna. She was known as a prophetess. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 37, the Bible says this woman was a widow of about 84 years. She was 84 years old who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. Oh, I'm too old to to pray that much. She's 84 years old, and she served God night and day with prayers and fasting. Come on, she was persistent about her prayers before Almighty God. In the book of Daniel, the Bible teaches us that that Daniel set himself in prayer and fasting for three weeks or 21 days, looking for an answer when all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appeared to him and the answer that he was searching for was there. All of a sudden, the answer that he'd been crying out all this time for appeared. And here's what the angel said when he showed up. He said, do not fear, Daniel. From from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Okay, so on the first day he started to pray, God heard his prayer. And I have come because of your words. So that day that he prayed, the answer was dispatched. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me, for I had been left alone with the king of Persia. So get this, for 21 days the answer had been dispatched but there was a, a buffeter, uh, the prince of Persia who we would talk about in our modern vernacular as a demonic spirit or, or the devil himself was trying to stop the answer from getting to Daniel, right? And so Michael the archangel came alongside of the angel that had been dispatched with the answer to do battle against the prince of Persia and the answer broke through and made it to Daniel. Daniel. Now what would have happened if Daniel had gave up on about day number two? What would have happened if Daniel had said, Well, it must not be the will of God. I prayed about it. It's day 18. I've still been praying about it and no answer yet. So I'm going to give up praying. Daniel was praying as hard on day 21 as he was on day 1, and the answer finally showed up. The answer finally arrived. Listen, sometimes we give up too quickly. We need to pray until something happens, friends. I've seen of and known of people my entire life who prayed for years and years and years and years for a specific need. I've seen ladies who prayed for their husband to be saved. He was the the most rotten, no good, Uh, would be jealous because she was at church too long and uh, thought she was fooling around with a preacher because she wanted to go to church all the time and uh, I just need him to be saved. And finally, after years of praying for his heart to change, the scales fell off of his eyes, the walls around his heart broke down uh, and he accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and he became the spiritual leader of their home. All because she didn't give up praying for him. On, I've known of wives who had husbands that, that they were praying for, that, that their heart would change and, and they'd come to the front of the church. We'd anoint a prayer cloth. Some ladies are getting an idea right now. We'd anoint a prayer cloth. She'd take it and slide it under the mattress on his side of the bed. He'd flip and flop and toss and turn all night long because he was miserable because the Holy Spirit of God was working on him until eventually he came to know Jesus as Lord. I've seen people who prayed for a child. They were barren and they couldn't have babies. At least that's what the doctor told them. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they didn't give up. And not only did they have babies, but today they got grandbabies. All because they prayed and didn't give up. I've seen people who prayed and didn't give up because the, somebody they loved was laying there before them dead. And I've seen them get up and, and walk and continue to do what God had called them to do. I've seen people who prayed and prayed for divine healing. And what would have happened if we'd have stopped praying? We'd have never saw the answer. On, so what's another step on the path towards answered prayer? Well, it's prayer and it's persistence in that prayer. I oh, Y'all going to like this when It's the Removal of the doubt. James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 says this, But let him who asks, ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he would receive anything from the Lord, for he's double-minded man and unstable in all of his ways. The prayer of faith in Jesus' name is what moves the hand of God. You understand that? A prayer of faith in the name of Jesus Christ moves the hand of God. A, 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 a friend, a, a elder lady a friend that uh, Sister Thomason used to tell me all the time, Pastor, a prayer of faith in the name of Jesus is the muscle in the arm of God. I believe that with all my heart. It's the muscle that moves. When we pray faith in Jesus' name, it moves God's hand, church. I always want us to remind us. I remind myself. My faith is not in faith. My faith is not in the preacher. My faith is not in the denomination. My faith is not in the one who's praying, but my faith is in the one that I'm praying to. I don't pray to the assemblies of God. I don't pray to you and you don't pray to me. We pray to the Father in the name of the Son and we believe great things to happen. My faith is not in anything else but Jesus Christ. On that solid rock I'll build my faith. We've got to have faith to know that God can. We've got to have faith to know that God will. We've got to have faith to know that He's almighty, He's all-powerful, He's omnipotent, He's omniscient, He's omnipresent, He's everywhere, He's all the time, and He's all-knowing, church. Prayer and faith means that we believe God can and will do whatever it is that we're praying for. When we ask in accordance with the will of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we can expect great things to happen. How many believe that tonight? Matthew chapter 21, verses 21 and 22. Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but you will also say to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and it'll be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive them. Maybe I read the wrong verse or something. Whatsoever things you ask in prayer, believing... The fact is, tonight, doubt will cancel your faith every time. You want to substitute a word for doubt? Let's put a different one in. Fear will cancel your faith every time. Fear will cancel our faith every time. Fear and doubt are, are, are brothers. And in fact, fear and doubt are interchangeable words, I believe. When we're showing fear, what we're actually showing is doubt in God. And and you want to know the true epidemic of the United States of America right now? It doesn't have anything to do with COVID, but it has everything to do with fear right now. We're afraid of somebody because of the color of their skin. We're afraid of somebody because of a different belief. We're afraid of somebody because they dress different or they talk different or they look different than we do. We're afraid of the people around us and we're afraid of the environment that we live in today. Remember when we used to be Americans and we weren't black or white or green or purple? Right. And we didn't offend somebody by the words that came out of our mouth? We didn't have to tippy-toe around what we were going to say. We could just say what it was and put it right out there. Right. Come on. Today we're so afraid that if we say the wrong thing to the wrong person, oh, the world's going to fall down and everybody's going to sue us. Right. Doubt and fear are interchangeable one with another. If we're going to be the church of Jesus Christ, if we're going to be the powerhouse that God's called us to be, if we're going to see our prayers be prayers that avail much, we've got to get rid of the fear, we've got to get rid of the doubt. The truth is, church, we spend a whole lot more time explaining to God and telling God about how big our mountain is than telling the mountain how big God is, and it's got to go. Man, I'm scared of that mountain, it sure looks big. Lord, let let, let me explain to you why you can't do what you got to do. You know what I've always believed people like to do when they pray? They like to give God an escape clause, Brother Jerry. Just in case it don't work out, God, let let me give you a reason why it's not going to work out. Right? Well, Lord, if it be thy will, let this come to pass. Well, listen, God's made it pretty clear and pretty evident to us through the Word of God what His will is, Right. I mean, we don't have to tippy-toe or question around with God. God has explained to us. He's put it right out there. This is my will concerning salvation. This is my will concerning healing. This is my will concerning deliverance. This is my will concerning protection. This is my will concerning the Holy Spirit. This is my will for the church. This is my will for the people. God put it out there what His will is. God, if it be Your will, let, let my children get saved. Lord, Lord, if it be Thy will... Um. Let, let, let healing come. Lord if, Lord, if it be thy will, turn our nation around. Listen, it's God's will that people get saved. It's God's will that people be healed. It's God's will that people be delivered. It's God's will that our nation would be one nation under God. <laughs> I don't want to give God a way out. So when we pray, we pray in faith in the name of Jesus Christ. What we're actually doing is reminding God of His promise, and we're reminding ourselves of the promises of God as well. And listen, uh, you, you might not like it, and it might not be theologically sound. There may be some that, that are already writing in, going blah blah blah, 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 But I believe we can hold God to the line and say, Lord God, You said in Your Word, Amen. hold God to it. God, you promised. You're the one who said it. You're God. You're the God over all creation. You said that you weren't willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, God, I lay my child before you. I lay my grandchildren before you. I lay my husband or my wife before you. God, may they be saved. You get a hold of their heart and draw them. We can put them before God and remind God of His promise. And friend, we can have the faith to know if God said it, God's going to do it. That ought to be the end of the story for all of us tonight. A prayer of doubt will do without, but a prayer of faith will be answered. So what's this path? Prayer, persistence, and faith. Prayer, persistence... And faith. Prayer, persistence, and faith. If we're walking those three things, come on, what's going to stop you? If I'm praying about it, and I'm praying continually about it, and I'm speaking faith over it every time I pray about it, oh, there ain't no devil in hell that's going to stop that from coming to pass. Not giving up, not backing down, not turning around. God, I spoke faith. God, I'm holding you to it. And God, I'm not going to let go until you do something. Right. How long did, did, did the man of God wrestle? Until his hip joint was put out of place, right? Yeah. Until the, the, the one that he was wrestling with got weary. What is it that I can do for you? He kept praying. He didn't give up. He didn't stop wrestling. Sometimes you've got to get a two-handed hold on God and say, Lord, I'm not giving up on this prayer until something happens. Amen. Huh. So what is this path? It's prayer. It's persistence. It's faith and not doubt. I want to pray with you tonight, please. Father, I love you. God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the unction, the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you that you're here with us tonight, Lord, God, to speak truth and love by way of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you'd woo us and draw us, change our hearts and our spirits, Lord, to be more like you. Lord, I pray that that prayer be a common factor in our lives, Lord. May it be something that wakes us every day and puts us to sleep every night. May a prayer to an almighty God be continually upon our lips. Lord, we've, we, we've tried to, to, to franchise prayer. We've tried to, uh, to, to doctrinalize prayer. We, we, we've tried to turn it into a book in and a, a way of uh, being and a way of talking and a way of acting. Lord, it's just a simple conversation we have with you. Lord, I open myself up to talk to you continually. Lord, I thank you that you're there to talk to And Lord, I thank You that You hold true to Your promises. Your promises are yes and amen. Lord, every promise You've spoken over us as a people, Lord, we're going to hold You to that because You said You would. Lord, I pray tonight that You would put our feet on this path towards answered prayer. Lord, may we be a people of of persistence, a people of faith, a a people of prayer. God, I'm asking You right now to, to have Your way, be glorified. And I ask it always in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Please, with your heads bowed and eyes closed, just for a second. I don't care if it's Wednesday night and we don't have a piano player or not. We're here, we're gathered in the house of the Lord, and so that means there's always an opportunity for, for someone to come to know Christ. This happens every service. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is or what service it may be. There's always going to be an opportunity for people to come to know Christ. If you're here in this room and you don't know Jesus, or you're at home maybe watching on Facebook tonight and you don't know Jesus, then my my cry to you, my plea to you tonight is this. If you don't know Him as Lord of your life, it's as simple as praying a prayer of faith in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and Him raised from the dead, that you too can be saved. If you're here tonight or you're there at home and you need to accept Jesus as Savior I want to ask you tonight just to pray this simple prayer of faith with me. Will you? Well, everybody in the congregation, just pray with me tonight, please, all across this room. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in your life, in your death, in your resurrection. I know that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And I understand I can't save myself. I'm asking you to hear my prayer and answer my cry and save my soul. Forgive me of my sin. Make me a new creation. Oh, now I thank you, Lord, that by faith in Jesus, I am saved. And I'm never going back. And I'll serve you with all my heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that, that there were people who prayed that prayer for the very first time tonight. There were people who accepted you as Savior tonight. And, and God, I thank you that there are people who are wooing and that the Holy Spirit's still drawing, that, that are still yet to be saved, that are going to be saved, because that's your promise, Lord. Thank you that you called us to be a people of prayer. Now, God, we give you thanks and glory. In Jesus' name. Congregation, I invite you to spend some time tonight, either here at the front of the church or to make an altar there where you're at. But please, let's walk this path together tonight to prayer, to an answered prayer. God bless you as you seek the Lord. When we'll get on that path I want to pray with you one more time Father, walk with these people this week Lord, I pray protect them, keep them warm Lord, I pray your goodness shine upon them I pray that you bless them in the things that they do God, I pray that, that you just pour out your, your heart and your spirit upon them God, give them revelation, knowledge And God, may we be known as a people of prayer Lord, we love you and we praise you In Jesus' name, Amen I love you guys. God bless. Have a great week.